This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. A show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league. But more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. Presented by MetaShare, I'm Bryce Johnson. Together, we will unpack fantasy, faith, and life. We are not experts, but rather fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. We won't always be right, but we hope we'll be convincing I'm coming to you from the Unpacking It Ministries studio here in Charlotte, North Carolina. My partner on this podcast all season long has been Harrison Zuckerberg in Texas, and we will hear from him in just a moment. Today on the show, a little bit shorter of a show uh, this time of year. Not everybody makes the playoffs. It's it's a unique week as we gear up for uh, what should be a fun, uh, really three weeks of fantasy playoffs in most leagues. I know I'm in one league that only has two weeks, uh, so I actually have one extra week of, of the regular season. Um, unfortunately, in that league, I still don't even have a shot. Only four teams make the playoffs, and I'm going to finish fifth. So uh, that's a frustrating one. But we'll do fantasy shenanigans. We'll do I'm Convinced. We'll jump into the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook and and talk about consequences for bad decisions as we reflect on the season and I'm sure all of us have made a few of those, those bad decisions in fantasy. And what does that look like in life? I'm thankful for our presenting sponsor, MediShare. My wife and I, we have been MediShare members for over five years. MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for healthcare. And if you would like to find out more information uh, about MediShare and if it's a, the right fit for you and your family, you can text the word UNPACK to the number 201201. So text the word UNPACK to 201201, and you can find out more information about MediShare and the innovative healthcare solution that they are uh, for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. You can also go to MediShare.com slash unpacking it. And so we appreciate their support. All right, let's jump right in, and we'll begin with some fantasy shenanigans and Harrison hello to you and I hate to admit it but it looks like of my six leagues I'm going to make the playoffs in half of them however as I look at all my teams I only have one bad team and that is in the actual the fantasy football fellowship uh league and I have to blame Derrick Henry And we'll talk about mistakes that are made. I didn't respond well enough to the Derrick Henry injury. And I also, I didn't follow my own advice weeks before he got injured. I told people that they should consider trading Derrick Henry, and then I didn't do it. Then he got injured, and my team kind of unraveled uh, after that. And it was also, it's funny. So my team name in the league 
was send me trades because after the draft, I hated my roster. I, I wasn't confident in the middle of the draft. I had a meltdown and it turned out to be true that this team was not very good. And so even though I have to take the hit, Hey Bryce, come on, man, what are you doing? You're not making the playoffs true, but I knew it wasn't a good team. So it wasn't like I well, Hey, this is a great team. Look out everybody. Uh, uh-uh. this team stinks. I blew it. I drafted poorly. And now I'm, I'm facing the, uh, the consequences in my other leagues. This one league, I've been in a long time. I've won the league five times. I missed the playoffs, and I think I have the third highest points, so very upsetting. It was, it was one of those seasons for me in that one. And uh, Anyway, that's where I stand. But thankfully, my, my ring league, which I've won two rings, I finished first place, heading in as the, as the favorite and uh, led by Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, and George Kittle. So we'll talk about Eckler in a little bit, but uh, but feeling pretty good. So, Harrison, how are you doing and and how you feeling now that the fantasy football playoffs have begun? I'm feeling great because I'm happy to report that I made the playoffs in every one of my leagues this year. Four for four. Um, pretty good season. Some of them, some of them higher seeds than others, but we got there. That's all that matters that you're That's in it. the playoffs. Anything can happen now. Doesn't matter what seeds you are. For me this week, the story was one, like you said, George Kittle was huge, having back-to-back ridiculous games after we were, you know, he was on peace or panic. We were worried about what he was going to do to finish the season. And then the Dallas defense was huge against Washington as well, which was tough, which was tough for me because I've been starting them all year long. I'm a Washington fan. I root for the Washington football team. So every time there was a fumble, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But, Uh, oh, that's two points for the Dallas defense. And then it kept on adding up, and they finished with like 25 or something crazy like that. Um, But now going into the playoffs, even though I'm here, I am a little concerned because this morning in one of my leagues, I looked at, you know, how I'm going to set my lineup this week before I made some waiver uh, trades or adjustments. And, Damian Harris and Austin Eckler are both my two, like they're my two running backs who I've counted on all season long. They are both questionable this week, and I don't know how good it's going to look if my team doesn't have my top two running backs going forward. I would hate to make the playoffs and then just get blown out the first week because my team just fails on me and gets injured the first week of the playoffs. It is an absolute nightmare with Eckler being banged up and, and in the questionable variety and it being a Thursday night game. I mean, it is. He has been so awesome this year. He's been a top three running back anyway. Um, Jonathan Taylor, him, and yeah, I mean, he's probably second. Yeah. Um, so I, it's it's very concerning, and and we'll we'll start there even because I, I know we, we had in our notes to to get to. But are you going after his backups, or are you just going to ride it out with who you have on your bench and 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 hope that ultimately you'll be able to put Eckler in? Yeah, so even though he's only questionable right now, they're saying it's ankle soreness. If if you watch the game, um, as soon as he got this ankle injury, they pulled him out for the rest of the game, did not play him, and it looked like on the sideline they put an entire like wrap of tape on his <laughs> ankle, hilarious. which was really – well, it was hilarious that. to watch, but not hilarious when you have him on your fantasy team. Yeah. Um, so if this was a Sunday night game, I would feel a little bit better about his hopes of playing. However, the fact that it is Thursday night means that I do have to prepare for the fact that he might sit out. And in that case, I'm going to look to Justin Jackson. I know you mentioned Larry Roundtree a few weeks ago. 
Um, but he has not played the last three weeks for them, even though he has been healthy. The coach has just decided not to play him. So Justin Jackson there is a clear backup for me. I'm targeting him, him heavily on waivers. Just to, you know, If I don't have Austin Eckler in a league, I'm not going to target Justin Jackson. But I cannot just have the points that I was expecting to get from Eckler go to zero. I have to have at least something on my roster to replace that. So I'm going to look to pick up Justin Jackson in every league where I have Austin Eckler. So if you listen to the podcast, I'm not a big uh, handcuff. I was going to say handicap guy, a big uh, handcuff guy because I always want multiple running back options. I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket on one team. And so I'm probably – I might be forced to get Justin Jackson because my running back depth shrunk in my my main league with with Eckler. And so – I'm just I'm in a really tight spot, but in general, I would rather have running backs ready to go to insert into my lineup versus because I'm not real big on Justin Jackson. I don't think he's a a great handcuff at that. I think it'll be more of a committee, but the chances are in that offense, he still probably sneaks into the end zone because Eckler they run the ball down you know down in the end zone in, in the red zone, and and it seems like Eckler gets into the end zone every every week, uh, running catching and so. I don't see Justin Jackson putting up similar numbers the way that Madison does for Dalvin Cook or uh, actually that's probably the best one Pollard for Zeke something like that. Those would be the, the best handcuffs in the league because um, they're in you know, Pollard's actually involved when healthy. Justin Jackson is he's just not that good. I don't find him to be that good. So I understand what you're saying. You got to get points. The running back depth at this this time of the year is tough. Um, I would just go in with with low expectations. That's for sure. Yeah, and. If you're in a standard league, I don't know how much I would invest in Justin Jackson just because, you know, if he doesn't get in the end zone, then having him, he's not going to rush for 100 yards. So in a standard league, it's not really worth it. But in PPR, I, I would like to pick him up just because of the overall offensive scheme of the Chargers, how much they throw to the running backs. You know, if Justin Jackson, even if he only has like 50 yards, but gets four or five receptions and possibly like that's still going to be a decent day in PPR. Um so that that's my only thought from that is just the hoping that he will get the receptions and especially they're playing Kansas City. Kansas City's offense has really kicked back in a gear. Hopefully it should be a shootout and, and he'll be on the field a lot just getting some dump offs from Herbert. Absolutely. That makes that makes sense. And, you know, I think Herbert will have a big day. So uh, but I'm hoping I'm hoping Eckler plays. Let, let's let's hold out hope for that for sure. Um, that would be best case scenario. Um but it's just a short week. Gosh, that's why I hate Thursday games. They shouldn't have Thursday games this late in the year either. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't have buys in week 14, and they shouldn't have Thursday night games in week 14, uh, or week 15, I should say. Um, so there you go. All right, well, let's jump into uh, I'm convinced, and I'll, I'll let you start, Harrison. What, what are you convinced of uh, heading into week 15? So looking back on this season, one really weird thing that happened, not like just I didn't plan on this, but just happened by accident was I did not make a single trade in any of my leagues this year, which usually if you're the guy who doesn't make a single trade, you're going to lose probably because you're not managing your roster. But I was still keeping up to date on waiver ads and, and making adjustments. Just I didn't ever feel like there was a point where I wanted to swap who I had on my team for someone on another team. And I guess this is really just going to the point of trust your guys for the whole season and remember why you drafted them. Mm. You know, if George Kittle is having a rough start, remember back in your head why you took him 
over TJ Hawkinson though. Like just remember that. Like cuz that still applies halfway through the season as it did, you know, week 1. Obviously things change, but with players that you drafted pretty high, there's a pretty good reason that they're going to get back to that form that you expect them to be at. You know, Damian Harris was looking a little bit rough during the beginning of the season, but we remembered the potential of why we drafted him and stuck with him. At no mo- point in my mind was I like, oh, I'm going to trade Damian Harris now for Mike Davis on Atlanta because I was I was completely out on Mike Davis, but I saw the potential in Damian Harris. Like if I didn't draft the guy ahead or want to draft him ahead of Damian Harris, I'm probably not going to trade for a midseason unless it was like, a, you know, Debo Samuel situation where he jumped from being the 30th ranked receiver to number one. Um, so that was really my philosophy this year was a lot of guys threw trades at me when maybe my team was, you know, four and six and struggling or, but I, I just had the confidence that I remembered why I drafted specific guys, the potential they had and stuck with them. And ultimately it worked out for me, uh, making the playoffs and that everything sort of evens out in the end you know, really high ranked guy has a slow start. They'll probably catch it on during the season. You know, guys lose value because they're injured for one or two weeks midway through the season, but then they come back like Kittle has been super productive. So I think that, you know, a lot of times we want to make trades. We talked about earlier in the season, not making waiver ads just because you want to do something with your roster. You know, making trades is fun. It's fun to get new guys on your team, but don't make a trade if someone's offering you like, you know, guys that just are not worth what you drafted your star player to be. I like it. I, I I pulled off actually the league that I lost. I think I traded in that league, but other than that, it's, it was pretty minimal, um, which is, which is interesting. I think trades are fun, but I think you can all oftentimes trade yourself in, in a negative way. It doesn't, it doesn't always benefit you like you hope. Um, all right. Here's what I'm convinced of today. Now I, I am a, I root for the Colts. Uh, I like the Colts and the Panthers. Those are my teams, but I, I'm convinced that the Colts carry a lot of weight in the fantasy playoffs because Jonathan Taylor has the potential to be a league winner. But guess what? They've got the New England defense this weekend. And on paper, it's going to make it really hard for the Colts offense to thrive. And and, and I've got Michael Pittman. I'm going to be starting Carson Wentz. And it seems crazy. And so I just kind of got myself in a tough spot with Wentz as my only quarterback that I've got to play him. And get this, Harrison, back to some shenanigans. I won this past week with no quarterback in my lineup. How about that? Unbelievable. So I finished the league, the, the season strong in first place without starting a quarterback. So I'm going to change my team name to QB optional. Um, but but I think the Colts, because every year on paper, there are defenses that you expect to be really tough in the fantasy playoffs. And in some ways, you avoid those defenses. And so to start things off for the Colts, and the Colts have a really good defense. And so, you know, talk about Damian Harris. You talk about Stevenson. You, I don't think people start Mac Jones as a starting quarterback. But um, mainly those two running backs, I would say, would be the most common. Hunter Henry would probably be a starting tight end for many teams um, in the playoffs. And so this matchup, to me, is going to determine the direction of the playoff, the, the fantasy playoffs. I really believe that because if you get through this, then you get Arizona, which that defense showed that they are very, uh, <laughs> you could score on them uh, as Matthew Stafford and, and company showed last night. Um, and then the Colts get the Las Vegas Raiders, which by week 17, they will have unraveled fully. So they're, they're heading toward the unraveling. It'll be total dumpster fire 
by week 17 and the Colts can light it up. And so that's what I'm convinced of. And so my, as we talk the next couple uh, after the season, if, 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 if I come on here and say, Hey, I won my league, it'll be because of what the Colts did or didn't do. Um, and believe it or not, I'm going to be starting Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman. The guy I'm going up against Jonathan Taylor. So it's all on the Colts in my league, but I think in a, in a wider aspect too, uh, it'll be very interesting because usually a running back years ago, Le'Veon Bell won a ton of leagues. Todd Gurley won a ton of leagues. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott back in the day won some leagues. With Austin Eckler banged up, it is just uh, Jonathan Taylor, the one that can lead the way. All right. Any any final, I'm convinced, uh, any thoughts, Harrison, and then we'll jump into the playbook. You know, it's always interesting to look at uh, playoff matchups with players. Because, you know, this is something we talked about a couple of weeks ago when making trades about who is an easy matchup during the playoff that you could take advantage of. But also, if your star player is playing like the top two defenses during the end of the year, which is possible for a lot of different teams, you know, they could be the number one scoring running back for the whole season and then let you down over those last three weeks just because the matchups they play, you know, are really difficult. And that that's tough for some fantasy owners to see. So it's like, oh, we'll I have this amazing team. You know, I have two top five running backs or whatever, but then your team ends up losing because of those last week of the season matchups. Absolutely. That's that's part of the part of the deal. And this this time of year, a lot of luck. A lot of luck gets factored in. You got to be a solid manager all year long to put yourself in the position. And then you got to get some breaks for sure. Um all right. So let me let me jump into the playbook and then we'll uh we'll wrap up with uh with Harrison on some of the other big stories uh from week 14 as we head into the fantasy playoffs. But today's topic in the book, week 15, it's all about bad bad decisions. And so uh, if you've been with us throughout the season, we've gone through the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook. Uh, it is Christmas time, so if you want to get this book for for someone else, uh, it'd be a great gift. It's on Amazon and also FantasyFootballFellowship.com. Uh, but here's the quote that I used to start this chapter from Vince Lombardi. Mistakes are the necessary steps in the learning process. Once they have served their purpose, they should be forgotten and not repeated. That's a strong, strong quote right there. But Here's the reality in, in fantasy. All of us have made poor decisions. Now, for some of us that, that maybe made you know really bad decisions during the draft, and maybe you weren't prepared. Maybe you weren't as you know informed on, on certain wide receivers this year, or maybe you you were too risky. You went for all rookies and you know in, in key rounds, and and maybe you're paying the price. Maybe you bought into teams like Seattle that, that have underachieved or you thought, Oh, urban Meyer is going to come in and be great for Jacksonville. And that was a big mistake, which the guy that finished last in my league <laughs> bought into that, which was uh, foolish. Um, and so he is now paying the, the price, right? Fantasy owners that, that bought into the wrong teams, the wrong players that made those mistakes that decided to pass on certain players on the waiver wire early in the season. You thought Elijah Mitchell was a one game fluke. Um, and so you made that that mistake, even though he's injured at the moment. But um, there have been, you know, just multiple opportunities, you know, for for decision making. And and if you made the bad decision, you made the wrong choice. You're dealing with the consequences because your team is not in the playoffs. Now, the ones that that did make the playoffs, they made more you know, right decisions, and they're reaping the benefits of those right decisions. You know, I I drafted Cooper Cup. In, in a good round that I'm reaping the benefits of Cooper cup. What an incredible performance again last night. Um, and so 
how does this this parallel to to our own lives? Well, we all have countless choices and unending daily decisions that we have to make. Now, there are temptations that you know stare us down all all, all day, every day, and and moments that determine which path we're, we're going to take. And based on what we decide, there are consequences when we make the wrong choice. There are consequences when you draft uh, Ryan Tannehill or A.J. Brown. There are consequences that you must deal with. Um, Now, the first choice that that each of us have to make in life is, are we going to place our hope and faith in Jesus for salvation and eternal life or face death and separation from God? And so there are consequences for saying no to God, to say, nah, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to do my own thing. I don't need you. I don't need a savior. I'll save myself. Well, there are consequences for that. And this is what uh, it says in Romans. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so that's the decision. Do we want to deal with the consequences uh, of death? or enjoy the benefits of knowing Christ, following Christ, and placing our hope and faith in Him for salvation. And so, thankfully, if we place our faith in Christ, we rest in His grace and forgiveness as we seek to do His will. So now the rest of our life, our heart has been changed. We know where we're going to spend eternity, which is with Christ. And then the the, the consequence for our sin day-to-day is, is no longer death. And so in Ephesians, it says, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son, which Jesus on the cross, and forgave our sins. And so we cling to that. Now, God shows us great mercy and and, and grace while restoring and transforming our lives, but many bad choices from our past or ones that we continue to make still have consequences. And so even though we've got grace, we've got forgiveness, there's still consequences for our choices. And so we still, you know, we reap what we sow. Um, and so we need God's strength to help us face these negative effects that, that we're still dealing with the consequences. So we need his strength to continue to persevere, to, you know, not live in the past or live in regret, but to continue to move forward while saying, all right, Lord, I know some of these consequences from my previous life, my previous decisions but but I need you to help me move forward. Um, and then each day as we decide to follow Jesus, we decide, okay, am I going to follow him, follow his word and trust his direction? Or am I going to pursue my own selfish desires throughout the day? And so even if we've given our life to Christ, there are moments in the day where we kind of fall back and go, eh, I'm going to kind of do my own thing right here. But again, there are consequences when we, when we choose to disobey. Um, and go against what we know is right and where God is clearly leading us. And, and so we have so many opportunities for blessings and peace and joy. And, and when we stay on the path, when we continue to follow Jesus, when we you know, say no to, to temptation and our selfish desires. Um, otherwise, when we do give in, we're going to deal with the, the, the unnecessary problems and emotions based on poor decisions. And so Here's the reality. We're going to screw up. We're going we're gonna to make mistakes. And even the owners that end up in the fantasy championship, they still made multiple mistakes along the way. But because they regularly chose 
the right players to put in their lineup. They drafted the correct guys. They are now reaping the benefits. And those of us in the playoffs are reaping the benefits. And so likewise, as we follow Jesus, even though we will slip up, if we truly want to do his will and stay on his path, he'll show us the way to reap tremendous spiritual blessings. And so our life will be filled with spiritual blessings, peace, joy, enthusiasm, hope, uh, uh, an overflowing of love. And, and so he meets us in those, those, those mistakes, and he shows us how to, again, move forward from them um, and not dwell on them and, and not uh, allow it to continue to cause us uh, harm. Uh, but he redeems and restores but we got to continue to seek him, continue to obey him. And, and so in Galatians, it says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. And so that's the hope that we cling to today. That's the encouragement for all of us. Um, you know, are we going to stay, stay obedient, remain on the path that he has for us? And when we do, ah, the confidence, the comfort that he, he provides us, the love that he provides us, the grace that he provides us, uh, it's, it's truly remarkable. And, and so that's, uh, that's the joy and the hope that we have in Christ. And so if you, if you don't know Jesus personally and you haven't surrendered your life to him, uh, I, ho- I hope that you will. I hope that you'll, you'll ask him to forgive you uh, from your past sins. And, and even though you'll, you still, there's some consequences here on earth for those, those sins, you don't have to deal with the consequence of death any longer when, when you receive the free gift of salvation through Christ because of what he did on the cross. He died on the cross and rose again and, and now offers us uh, himself and, and offers us that, that, hey, he paid the price. He paid the price for us, the ultimate price, which was death uh, on the cross. And so uh, he came when, when God the Father sent his son Jesus to earth. We celebrated at Christmas time. He came to die. He ultimately came to, to grow up and die on the cross for you and I. And so that's the reason we do this show. That's the reason we have Unpacking It. It's the reason I, I wrote Fantasy Football Fellowship so that people would know Jesus, follow Jesus, and, and be encouraged to live for him. So there you go. Thank you for listening, and thanks for being a part of this show over the entire season. Harrison, we've got a few minutes left together today. Let's give some final fantasy encouragement as well. And, and so as we, we help fantasy owners that may, you know, didn't make as many mistakes and they're reaping the, the benefits uh, right now in the playoffs, who are some players that you're targeting on the waiver wire this week that, that you feel like we've talked about the Chargers. Uh, are you going after uh, Rashad Penny? Are you buying into Seattle and and do you think he can actually be a league winner? I saw some you know fantasy uh, discussion. Hey, is he is he the guy? What do you think of that? So I actually am buying into Rashad Penny, but not to start this week. I think you won't see that much challenge picking him up on the waiver wire just because he is going against the Rams this week, and a lot of people would not want to start a Seattle running back against a great Rams defense. However, if you get past this week in your playoffs. He then has Chicago and Detroit after that for his next two weeks, which would be a really positive game script for them, I think, running the football. Um, He looks to be the lead back there right now, was a former first-round pick. I think Seattle will give him the chance to show why he was a former first-round pick, even though he's been a bust so far his career. 
but they really have, you know, it's a lost season for them at this point. They have no other options. Might as well see what this guy's got. And he was pretty good last week too. So he's not someone I would be super high in targeting on your waiver wire, but I would put in a claim for him uh, if you're not, you know, dropping someone else very important. Uh, he would maybe be my number two priority add, or I put a little bit of my uh, waiver budget on him, but he, I would not go all in on Rashad Penny, but I think he's worth the pickup overall. Uh, and then two receivers that I think would be good are KJ Osborne. I mean, he showed this week again that as long as Adam Thielen is out, he is a startable wide receiver. You know, the Vikings, started just, him. Vikings just have to throw the ball a lot. Uh, and they're going to be playing the Bears this week, which, you know, don't have a fantastic defense by any means. So I think he's another good start this week. And then Jalen Guyton on the um, Los Angeles Chargers, he's had two back to back huge games. Now, granted, uh, Mike Williams Keenan was their only healthy receiver this week, Keenan Allen was out. But, you know, now Mike Williams is banged up a little bit. He's questionable. You know, it's another going to be another high scoring game against Kansas City, going to be throwing the ball a lot. I think that he could have another big week this week. Um, so I would put in a claim for him. And then the final guy that I have to put out there, uh, undrafted you know, player, picked up off the practice squad this week, Craig Reynolds for Detroit. You know, when, John, when, when, when Williams went down, Jamal Williams went down last week, everyone was, you know, oh, is it Jamar Jefferson, the rookie this year? And it was Craig Reynolds was the one that got – pretty much all of the work and, and did the most with it. So I think Swift's not coming back. Um, Jamal Williams may be coming back this week and maybe limited. If you're really hurting at running back or you just need depth for the playoffs and you need someone to have, who's probably going to have a chance to play Craig Reynolds could be worth your while to pick up off the waiver waiver wire. That was Adam Schefter's uh, sneaky long shot of the week, and he, he, he panned out. So I got to give him some love for that. I'm not a big Schefter guy, but he, uh, he got that one right. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. Um, so because I had the other two running backs in, in different leagues, and I had Jefferson in one and Azabuki or, yeah, the other, the other running back from Detroit. Um, so neither one of them did anything. So I, in my opinion, avoid the Lions. I, I'm not sure that that's, that's the one you want to – you're going to make a run in the playoffs with, like I said, a couple weeks ago, you want the Rams, you want the chargers, you want the 49ers. These are teams that are fighting for a spot. They got good offenses. The 49ers are finally clicking. Um, You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of an interesting quarterback to even consider starting this, this week. Um, So I, when you look at maybe even possible QB streamers, the QB position has just been so wild this year. Your boy, Kyler Murray, I mean, that was a disappointment last night. Um, And so, you know, Lamar Jackson's banged up. You know, who do you go out and get? My guess is Kirk Cousins is already on teams. But Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger, Justin Fields may still be on the waiver wire. Are you grabbing any of those and putting them in the starting lineup this weekend? Yeah, so Kirk Cousins would be my preference out of all of those guys. He's been my starting quarterback in two of my leagues for pretty much the whole season. I haven't started him every week, but he started more times than not. Uh, and he's been a top 10 QB for me. Um, after that, I think Justin Fields against Minnesota is interesting. We saw in the first half of the Green Bay game, you know, how wild Chicago is willing to get and letting him run and, and, and just being creative on offense. Second half didn't work so well because Green Bay decided, all right, enough of this. We're Green Bay. We're going to destroy Chicago like we always do. Um, but against Minnesota, I think Justin Fields could have a good game. And then... Ben Roethlisberger, I would probably buy into against the Titans more than I would 
Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, just because, you know, the Browns receivers, there's not a ton of weapons there. I could see them just, you know, getting an early lead and running the ball a lot against the Raiders. Baker doesn't need to do that much. Could see a similar thing with the 49ers, um, with Elijah Mitchell coming back. But the Titans game, you know, Steelers should not be winning early in that game, or they should at least keep it close, which I think is enough for for Big Ben to have another, you know, big game. He's had over 20 points three of the last four weeks. Um, you know, it, it, Pittsburgh's fighting for a playoff spot still technically, even Shockingly. though we've been completely out on them. So I think Big Ben would be a, a worthwhile start if you don't have a, Q, a QB or looking to replace Lamar Jackson for your first round of the playoffs. I, I might be crazy, but I'm going Carson Wentz. So we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll keep you posted on on that. Um and then I'm in trouble with uh, with Lamar Jackson. And another situation where I may have to Wentz is my backup for Jackson. I may have to go Wentz in that one too against the Patriots. It seems insane. Uh, both teams coming off a bye, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild weekend. So excited about it. Uh, that's all we've got for today's show. Over the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll have uh, continued content for you. Uh, the show will be a little bit different, and then we'll be back in the new year as well to. Uh, to, to wrap up the season. And so we'll, we'll continue to, to have the fantasy conversation, the faith conversation uh, for, for the, the next few weeks and, and recap, you know, what the big takeaways are from the season as well. So be looking out for that. Uh, we'll have some fun with that, but Harrison have a wonderful Christmas. It's been an awesome show this fall and uh, excited about where things are, are heading with fantasy football fellowship and uh, congrats on making the playoffs in all your leagues. We are in a league going up against each other. We don't have a matchup the first round, uh, but we are, uh, we're heading for, for a possible matchup. So we'll, we'll keep the listeners posted on that as well. You finished ahead of me in the standings. Maybe I I finished more points though. Yeah. I think in that, in that league, um, my overall points weren't super high, but I was extremely consistent where, you know, if I was scoring 110, 115 every week, you know, other guys had a, had a bad week and weeks where other guys just had great weeks against me. I lost, but consistency was key in that league. Just if I was at around a hundred points every week. I was probably going to end up winning. That's right. That's you got to be consistent. I've seen it in multiple leagues where high point scorers I've experienced myself didn't make the playoffs. So it's all about consistency. You can have monster weeks, but if you win by 50, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily help you. Uh, that's your only win. And then the next week gets boomer bust type of thing. So um, it's, it's a, Tough thing. Tough thing for sure. All right, Harrison. Appreciate it, man. Uh, This has been the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MediShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan and a fantasy owner who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. No matter what you've done in the past, there is forgiveness and grace for you. God loves us, and we cling to that today. And so uh, we can reap the benefits of eternal life when we know him. We'll also reap spiritual blessings here on earth as well. And so let's continue to persevere in the faith, in him, trusting him for strength and direction and guidance. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. We'll talk to you uh, next week as well. Uh, I'm going to put together a show for next week. Uh, so look out for that. Should be should be a fun one. And appreciate you listening today right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MediShare.